You have tuned in to the Lee Brothers radio program. Henry, Richard Henry Lee, and the Lee Brothers. So the state senate, you know, the state senate here in Virginia, they killed the charter schools. Eh, damn the kids, who cares? You're stuck in a crappy school, you're stuck. U.S.-born skier joins the China Olympic ski team. China. That's interesting. And a uh, black Republican is rejected from the Virginia Black Caucus. Amazing. That is next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots Radio. As the Founding Fathers intended, the Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee. Hi, I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us this beautiful day. Happy Friday. Happy Saturday. Happy Sunday. (laughs) Happy weekend. Happy weekend to you. You'll have fun this day, so stay with us. The next two hours. will change your life. (laughs) Well, maybe... Maybe that's a bit bold, but it, uh, it will help you, and you'll enjoy it greatly. All right, we are up and running the LeeBrothers.com and Mojo50.com. Thank you so much for tuning in in both those places. Coming up uh, in the next hour, we have Nebraska's hope to be another Glenn Youngkin. Uh, that candidate will join us in the next hour. Can't wait to share that with you. Biden's gun comments and this mask thing. Richard, I'm, I mean, we talked a little about this week about you know my daughter trying to go back to the public indoctrination centers, uh, the, the mask Nazis, these teachers who are fearful of being around a kid without a mask has gone way too far. It is, it's unbelievable, the comments. There's a teacher who's livid, livid is her exact words, livid that a kid would show up at school without a mask. It's the same thing in my son's school. Same thing. It's outrageous. I'm thankful that this is his last year. Right. My, well, Reagan's got another one. Right. But maybe not at that school. I mean, we've actually had conversations about what to do with this insanity. The problem is it's not the kids. Well, the kids too, but the kids are indoctrinated. But the teachers, the adults are ridiculous. We'll share that with you coming up in the next hour to blow your mind and make you, quite honestly, yak greatly. And then there's this citizen-born American in California who is now going to ski for the Olympics for China. For China. Now, I don't even know. I, I thought you couldn't. You couldn't do she that. Renounced her, she renounced her. She shouldn't uh, be able to do that. You're a U.S. citizen, and you're going to. And you grew up here, learning to you, ski here. You grew up here. You learned to ski here, and now you're going to go ski for China. Oh, she cares. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, well, you know, look, to many, she's a hero. Oh, yeah. I don't know who that would be. Many nut jobs. I don't know who she would be a hero for. It's just, it's just crazy. She'll so, come home with COVID, probably. Well, in a lab. COVID in the lab. China is the biggest. I, I still can't believe we're doing this, uh, this thing with them. China is a, um, a disaster. They're evil. They are the evil empire, without question. You need By the to way, learn how to pronounce it. It's China. China. If you China. go to LeeBrothers.com, the LeeBrothers.com, you'll see China's Navy. In video. It's unbelievable. 
unbelievable. This country, we need to wake up to this. And some have. Some haven't, and, and some have. All right, uh, check us out, theleebrothers.com. You'll see that video there. All right, the General Assembly's in session, and there's so much happening here in Virginia. In Virginia, we have a part-time legislature, in case you don't know. Listen over mojo50.com across our country, and that's the way it should be. Jefferson's idea of the government that governs best governs least. Also, the government that's closest to you governs best. And, you know, Thomas Jefferson was from Virginia, and many of the things that we, uh, we do here in the Commonwealth are about that. But when it's in session, things happen that are sometimes outrageous. The, um, there's a delegate, Cordoza, from a re- he's a Republican from Virginia Beach. And in case you w- have to know the color of his skin, because that's what everything is about today, he is a black man. I, I don't even care. I read the guy's name. I'm like, so I don't okay, care. Well, I don't even that's care. the last thing I want to know about and it somebody. Should be, and it should be, right? Right. But he's a black man. So as a black man, he joins the General Assembly in the House, and he says, I'm going to join this uh, Virginia Black Caucus, which you and I have a position on the Black Caucus. It's absurd. There shouldn't even be a Black Caucus. Is there a White Caucus, a Chinese no. I mean, it's ridiculous. And there it shouldn't is be a caucus. It, right. It's of racist. any color. Uh, right. How can it possibly exist? So he says, look, I know I'm a Republican. There's not a single Republican on the Congressional Black or the uh, Legislative Black Caucus here in Virginia. So he thought, you know what? I'm going to join that thing. Why not? Because it says black in the name. Surely that's the only qualification. And surely that means the color of their skin. So here's what happened. This is Delegate Cordoza on the floor of the House this week. When I came to this assembly... I expected to be welcomed with open arms by my brothers and sisters in the Legislative Black Caucus. Instead, I was rejected by a vote. What? While I'm sure a few of my brothers and sisters voted for me to join them, the majority did not. This was disheartening, but not shocking. The questionnaire for entry had little to do with being black and had more to do with being leftist. Hmm. So why is it called the Black Caucus? Maybe it ought to be called the Leftist Caucus. The Black Leftist Liberal Puke Caucus. Do you believe that the name suggests there's one ounce of qualification? The color of your skin, which, by the way, you have no control over. You don't control whether you're born black or white or whatever it is. You have no no control over that. What matters more is what? Your character than your skin color. We've been told that, but not the Black Caucus. The Black Caucus was all about black until... Someone came along that was not black enough. Delegate uh, Lamont Bagby, he's a Democrat from Monarchical. He's the chairman of the Black Caucus. Here's what he said about it. I met him privately to ask him what he agreed with us on. I also discussed with him that if we were a member of the Black Caucus, that he could help make amendments to our agenda. But he said that he did not agree with anything in our agenda. Bagby said he was skeptical of Cordoza's intentions. Intentions. You know, he saw a black caucus. I'm black. I could, his intentions. Okay. Bagby said it was disturbing to see that he went to Fox News when he got ejected. Well, actually, I don't know how it all went down. I think someone actually came to him and said, is that true? And he acknowledged it. What's interesting is the questionnaire that they give out to the black people who want to join the black caucus. We have the questionnaire in our hand right here. You just have to think the way they think. Here's, do what they do. Here's some to of the be things. in like Flynn. 
Right. Then you'd be, if you think like they do, well, then it shouldn't right. be called the Black Caucus. Can we not admit that? It shouldn't be called the Black Caucus if that's not the qualifications. Think the way we do and you're in. Here's how you should think. Here's the questionnaire. Here's some of the things in the questionnaire they ask you. Do you oppose any listed items? Do you oppose repealing restrictive voter ID laws? In other words, you have to oppose having voter ID laws if you're going to be part of the Black Caucus. No ID. You have to be opposed to that. So, Delegate Cordozas goes, well, I think you ought to have an ID. I can't be part of the Black Caucus if I think differently? Apparently not. Protecting the law that ended the death penalty. So you can't, have, you can't before the death penalty be part of the Black Caucus. Um, repealing sovereign immunity, which means you can say goodbye to the police as they exist today, which is exactly what the Black Caucus wants. Preventing people who are experiencing a mental health crisis from being charged with a felony assault on a law enforcement officer. That's interesting position. Um, so someone assaults an officer, aren't they all mentally ill to some level? I mean, can't you always qualify that and, or at least claim it? Look, I'm a little crazy in the head here. I didn't mean to punch the officer in the face. Here's, listen to this. This is the membership questionnaire for the, for the Virginia Legislative Black Caucus. Protecting the increase in minimum wage. Protecting the increase in minimum wage. To $15. Got to so protect it. have to protect it. Yeah, because people aren't getting paid that, and we should be forced to pay it. That's the big dividing line when you know I've discussed many times. Protecting the expansion of collective bargaining rights, in other words, unionizing everything. Protecting the eviction uh, protections and preventions, so you can't evict people. <laughs> Protect measures that will, were implemented to help m- mitigate COVID-19, in other words, permanent masks, these are the priorities for the Black Caucus, and if you disagree with them, you can't be part of the Black Caucus. Protect abortion. Protect abortion coverage. In other words, not just abortion, but someone should pay for the abortion to make it free. And protect gun safety legislation, like one handgun a month. Essentially what is happening here is Cordoza wasn't black enough because according to the Black Caucus, if, you black, if you're black, you think like a leftist liberal socialist, period. If you don't think that way, you're just not black. That's why we call it the Black Caucus, Richard. We call it the Black Caucus because it means you're a leftist puke. And if you're, you're not, not a black leftist, enough, exactly. You're simply not black enough. Here's, that, that, is, that is sickening. Cordoza, after mentioning the questionnaire on the House floor, said this. The answer is it has nothing to do with being black. It's about being leftist. And that means that this, the caucus is not about being black. It's about being leftist. Yesterday, one of my colleagues on the other side of the aisle said that we want black voices at the table. Well, my black voice came to the table and it was rejected. Right. So, Mr. Speaker, I don't know what I, what I should do. I'm a legislator. I'm black, and I want to help the black community. Maybe I need to start my own caucus, the Virginia Non-Leftist Black Caucus. <laughs> there you go. That's fantastic. I love this guy. By the way, his entire speech is at theleebrothers.com, and it is phenomenal. Obviously, we couldn't play the entire thing here, but maybe he should. Maybe he had to start. You know what he should do? He had to, he had to take him apart for saying that everyone who's black thinks the same. It's just, it's repugnant. 
Speaking of the black people of Virginia, should be very offended of by this. Exactly, that's a great should point. Should be highly offended, and if they're not, they're a liberal puke too. <laughs> All right, coming up, another liberal puke. Uh, Delegate Don Scott accuses Yunkin and Republicans of being racist on the same House floor. That in sixty-four and a half seconds. The LeeBrothers.com. The LeeBrothers.com. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me mojo or give me death. Mojo Five O. Do you want a unique experience, a unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com, 420 bourbonbowl.com 420bourbonbowl.com and tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Need a vaccine passport? We got your passport right here. The Lee Brothers on Mojo50.com. Why is everything about the color of the skin? We can't get away from this. And the left actually lectures us about it. They actually say, you guys are divisive. Really? Not true. We're, we're two guys who have dreamt of living in a colorblind society for as long as I can remember. Right. I mean, there's no doubt about that. What's, there's what's, a certain group of people who are just not going to let us. If you... And we've talked about this, Richard, so many times. If you wake up and look in the mirror and see color of skin and then identify that way first and everything, it will be a problem. You know, most people wake up and look in the mirror, I'm a human being. That's it. You know, they don't see color of skin. But the left does. Everything is about race. When the General Assembly kicked off, there's this delegate called uh, Don Scott. I sent him an email this week and asked him to join us on the program. Of course, crickets, no way would he join us especially after you hear this comment on the floor about critical race theory, about what... Now, by the way, that is a real thing in our schools. Critical race theory is very simple. It's saying to white people, you're the problem. It's, it is a massive pile of dinosaur dung. <laughs> it, it Spoken is eloquently. BS. It is, and it's, it's, it's dangerous to our kids to teach that. Not, it's not history. Don't get me wrong. CRT is not history. CRT is an attempt to shame people. History is different than CRT. Here is Delegate Don Scott on the floor. Now, listen to this guy. Don't try to tell me not everything's about race. It is. Listen. Um, Mr. Speaker um, and members of the body, um, this thing is going a little too far. Uh, I understand you found a winning issue, critical race theory, once again, using the old Southern strategy to use race as a wedge issue. Disgusting. To use black bodies as a prop 
in your campaigns? Because I know when you say those words race, sometimes it makes people pay attention. No, that's not it. You do that. That's exactly what you do. You talk about racism and stir your base. What we're simply saying is stop doing it. His, his job is to stir people up, get them upset, get them fired up, hollering their racist little crap. And that's what it is. And this guy is an elected official. Wow. He's a delegate on the floor. I'm Nobody looking. like this guy should ever be elected. Oh, he weighed you see the beginning. Here he is. Because I know when you say those words race, sometimes it makes people pay attention. And those folks who have pent up racial issues, this is something that they can embrace. I would ask you to be very careful mm, about very continuing careful. to use this type of language mm, in an attempt language. to rally your base. That's not what you're That's doing. That's what you're doing. Exactly. You're rallying your base. What language, sir? What, what language are you suggesting we don't use? What, critical race theory? What, that, that's all we're saying is don't tell white kids that they should be inherently guilty of because of the color of their skin. And don't you dare try to teach my kids that crap. And they're doing it. And Glenn Youngkin's trying to stop it. And this guy, Don Scott, and the Senator Luis Lucas, who by the way, was almost charged with a felony for trying to let people tear down a statue in Portsmouth. Here's what she said about the same thing this week. People did not want black children to go to school with white children. So if I speak of that language, you're going to tell me that that's divisive language? Nope. That's history. Nope. That's no history that. that I live. You can't wipe that out. Who's wiping it? And so these are the kind of things that we're fighting back, that we're fighting to make sure it does not happen. We're not going to allow them to erase the history. Black history is American history. And for those people who wanted to deny that slavery existed, <laughs> then we're going to make sure that, especially during this month of Black History Month, mm. we're going to make sure we teach them as much black history as we can. Who is saying you can't teach about slavery? Give me one person. Just one. I mean, one. I'm not saying five. I'm not saying Republican. I'm saying one person that says we shouldn't teach about slavery. Who's Can't claiming that we that slavery never existed? It, Nobody. It's made up. Dude. Nobody in their right mind is claiming this crap. Completely ridiculous. That's what I'm saying to you. This this entire our culture is so wrapped up in race, and it doesn't need to be. Like I said, it exists in two places. Racism exists in two places, in the media and in politics. And go to the floor of the House, listen to these people. There's a group of people that say we shouldn't be using race to, to degrade other races. That's called racist by Don Scott. And then Don Scott says, oh, no, you guys are a bunch of racists for bringing this up. What? No, we're not. We're actually trying to move away from it. And then you hear Luis Lucas talk about now we're teaching, we're not teaching slavery. There's a implement of racism or race conversation in everything and louise lucas should have been charged with a felony yeah she should for trying to take that statue down or holding the police who, back so she who could. were who were she to take a statue down to try to take a statue down well she is a, a black lady racist in a big way in portsmouth she tried to keep the police from arresting people for destroying property she she's a state senator of all things. It's unbelievable. But it's not just, it, it, it's just not Luis Lucas. There's this embedded view that it's okay to be and point out race and everything. There's a new bookstore in Richmond. It's called the Book Bar. 
the owner of that bookstore only allows black authors in that bookstore. Here she is talking about it. So really, I came up with the concept of the book bar just from being a a reader all my entire life, being that little girl who loved to read but was never really able to find books by people who look like me. And People who look like me. I have never picked up a book and said, does this author look like me? If this author looks like me, I can read it. Who the hell thinks that way? Who in the Sam Hill thinks this way? What is wrong with this woman? I was looking for authors who look like me. What do you mean? Short, fat, or tall and skinny? What do you mean look like you? Oh, oh, color of your skin. You want black authors in your book bar. She's not done. Listen. Me and um, characters who look like me. And so I wanted that for other people. And so really it was a space that would promote black, indigenous, and people of color brands and authors. No white people? No white authors in your book bar? You care more about the color of the author's skin than the content of any book in your bar. It is unbelievable. It's crazy. This is how people think now. It's out of control. Yes. This is how some people think. Ignorant people think this way. Sad. More in about a minute and a half. LeeBrothers.com. Mojo Five O. Live free. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Do you want a unique experience, a unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com, 420 bourbonbowl.com 420 com, and tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Go ahead. Try to cancel them with your woke culture. The Lee Brothers on Mojo50.com There ought to be some sort of law against discrimination. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't we have one of those? I thought there was. Isn't there like this thing saying you can't discriminate on the basis of someone's skin color? Yet that's what the Virginia Black Caucus just did. Oh, I'm sorry. He was black. He fit in, but not according to his policies. His policies suck. I mean, you can't let a black man into a black caucus because his policies suck. Then you got Don Scott who's lecturing the the Republicans because they don't like critical race theory. You got Luis Lucas saying uh, essentially you can't teach slavery, which is a lie. Every, no one's saying that. Who are these people? you got a book owner who has a book bar of only black authors, and it's allowed. If you showed me a guy who's a book bar owner who only allows white authors, could you imagine the outrage in this country? Do you know what all of these people, every one of them have in common? They're all racist. Every stinking one. 
I would agree with that. Is racist. Well, a racist is somebody who believes one race is superior to another. And if you have a bookstore that is only black authors, you're essentially saying the white authors are no good here. Even an Asian author, not so much. Indigenous, by the way. She said indigenous is fine. So if there's an Indian out there who wrote a book, they can put it in there. It's just, who are the people who think this way? I mean, what happened in their childhood? What scarred them? Other than watching CNN the whole time and voting Democrat, what else scarred them in life? Could be their parents. Maybe their parents were staunch racists. These people are racist, they, all of them. And they raised them to, to hate a certain group of people. And yeah. in this case, it happens to be white people, apparently. I don't know. And if you're a white person who doesn't think you got to teach CRT, then you really are a racist. It's unbelievable. Luis Lucas um, got upset with Glenn Youngkin this week because uh, Glenn Youngkin wants to celebrate Black History Month. Okay. Luis Lucas said, listen, this is a quote. You want to do Black History Month after you set up a hotline to report any teachers who taught black history? Hell no. Unquote. So the governor... I I don't believe that for a second. Believe what exactly? That he set up a hotline. He does. He's got an email. He's got an email hotline. For people to report teachers for teaching black history? No. For teaching critical race theory. Right. It's a big difference. Big difference. So, Luis Lucas has lied about a lot of things. One is, you're allowed to teach slavery, Luis Lucas. You're dead wrong on that. Everything is racist, including the Supreme Court pick that we'll talk about next and this skier that defected from America. Unbelievable. TheLeeBrothers.com. TheLeeBrothers.com. The most powerful gathering of freedom fundamentalists since Philadelphia in 1776. Mojo50. Mojo50.com. We built this city. Mm hmm. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city. Yes, we did. We built this city on rock. Just after the bottom of the hour, outside the Capitol, the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend and my brother sitting to my left, sometimes his far left, is Richard Lee. Glad to have you back in here. Studio is packed today, and uh, we appreciate you joining us at theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. Check us out at mojo50.com. And by the way, when you go there... And you click on the Lee Brothers, it'll take you to the video of China's Navy, which will make you barf. China. Uh, the Black Caucus rejecting uh, one of the delegates here in Richmond. That entire speech is there at the LeeBrothers.com. And the man is black. He's rejected, it's, it's and he's black. It's preposterous. preposterous. I thought that one of the rules was you had to be black. Well, it's time to change the rule, change the name, for one thing. Uh, and then, of course, there, too, you'll find the COVID policies that hurt kids. Yes, not COVID. It's the policies. We'll talk about that coming up at the top of the hour. But first, the, this idea that a United States president can – this is unbelievable to me. I, 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 our country, I cannot believe this is 2022. Is that what year this is? Uh, the president of the United States can, can go to the microphone and say – I'm going to pick the Supreme Court justice based on based on 
unbel- on something that is completely irrelevant to freedom and liberty. Completely irrelevant. You, he says, I'm going to put a woman, and it's going to be black. And I can't believe there's no outrage over this. It's a what, premonition. It, he's it, seeing into the future. <laughs> he had a dream. He's that is discriminatory by on on its face. It's everything the left hates, and it's illegal. I, well, I don't know if it's a. Suppose it should he be said, illegal. "I'm, I'm going to be. nominate a female Eskimo." It, I mean, suppose he said that. Well, it's just outrageous that the the left who claims a constitutional importance of the Supreme Court is so critical that they wouldn't laugh at someone that comes out and says it's a woman black, a black woman. I mean, how, based on what, so any black woman or are there any other qualifications or is that the qualification for Supreme Court justice? Oh, I see. The qualification in the left's mind, Joe Biden's mind, as long as you're black and a woman, you qualify. It's unbelievably unprecedented and outrageous. The press loves this. The press absolutely loves it. So Mitch McConnell, who is running the Senate, uh, was asked by a reporter, listen to this question. How many black women do you have on staff, and how are they informing your decision? How many black women are on staff, and how are they informing your decision on the Supreme Court pick? So there's so many things to break down with this. How annoying of question is that? How many black women are on your staff? Wait, Mitch McConnell's answer, by the way. Actually, let's just put, finish that. Well, here's uh, the I, with this nomination. Uh, actually, the yeah, thing. actually, I haven't checked. We don't have a racial quota in my office, but I've had a number of African-American employees, both male and female, over the years in all kinds of different positions, including speechwriter. How about that answer? I don't have a racial quota. You mean to tell me, Mr. Reporter, that I should look at the color of someone's skin before they come work in my office? Is that what you're telling me? So the question is, how many black women do I have? Gosh, you know what? Hmm. I didn't hire people based on that. And no one seems to say this question is ridiculous on its face. How many black women do you have in the office? In other words, the assumption is you're a racist. You have no black women. Even if you have one, it's not enough. I mean, what the heck is happening to our country? How many black women do you have on your staff? And, and here's the second part of that. The first part is ridiculous. How many black women do you have on your staff? But, this, but the second part, how are they influencing your decision? So I have to go to a black woman to help her understand my choice and how I'll react to a Supreme Court pick. We have lost our minds. We don't base Supreme Court picks on the color of skin, and we certainly don't go get information on people who have the same skin color as if they all think in a uniform block. Hey, I got this black one wants to be Supreme Court. You're black. Talk to me about but the blackness. Talk to me about Supreme Court. It's absurd. So how are they influencing him? <clears throat> Did they come in in the morning? Here's your cup of coffee. Another one comes in. Here's your pastry. Yeah, please vote for the black woman, right? Biden says, who's bringing my peanut log? Good morning. <laughs> I got to have that peanut log. <laughs> How I mean, that, who's influencing, how are they influencing this man? This is so repulsive, isn't it? I'm bringing you lunch today. Here's the question again, listen in full. How many black women do you have on staff, and how are they informing your decision? Yeah, actually, I haven't checked. We don't have a racial quota. And <laughs> I love the answer. 
I haven't even looked at that. I don't look at the people. Do you do that? Uh, don't you wish you could turn it around on a reporter? Uh, how many uh, black you friends do you have? lying just a little bit. How many black friends do you have? I mean, this is stupid. It's so dumb. We've come this far in our country. It's really a shame that the President of the United States does the most racist, discriminatory thing that can be done in front of the entire country and the country. If Trump would have came out and said, it's a white male first, the outrage. I mean, it's just unbelievable how different it is. And you can get away with it if you're on the left. And you should not be able to. Of course not. Who are you going to nominate a person that's qualified? <laughs> exactly. The most qualified person. It's un- un- unreal how they think. And I say they. I'm talking about the left, how the left thinks. Back to Delegate Don Scott, who was on the floor of the House. He, he, he goes down the path that I think the left gets mad at things they know they are. Like, the left is racist, and they try to put racism on other people. The left is discriminatory, and then they try to say everyone else is discriminatory, but they're not. The left tries to say they're Christians or they're above reproach when they know that they completely are not, and they're fully in a, uh, could be judged easily by the things they do. So when you see Don Scott, who's the delegate, come to the floor and say something about Yunkin and his faith, listen to this. The governor, the governor-elect at the time, he came in this chamber with the freshmen who were being trained and taught and, t- and talked about how we do things on the floor. And the first things that I recall him saying was that he, he had a strong prayer life and that he was praying for everybody. And so far, what I've seen from his day one activities is not someone who is a man of faith, what? not a Christian, what? but someone who wants to divide the commonwealth. Someone wants that wants to cause division on this is coming with. I know the truth hurts. I don't want to make you cry like saying critical race theory because I know it hurts your feelings. What a jerk. His first day one orders were issuing mass mandates. And then a few days later, now recently, he's said uh, teachers or people, parents should be reporting on a hotline uh, to try to separate us and divide us and cause parents to go at parents, teachers to go at teachers. It's very divisive. Mr. Speaker. I'm going to implore us to stop using black people in critical race theory as a political tool and start governing. We're tired of it. It's getting frustrated, and we'd like to see the body move forward without using black folks as props in your, uh, in your uh, quest to, to retain power. What a, what a jerk. He, he really is. I, I, I find it amazing I would love to have a conversation with this guy. That's why we invited him on, and, of course, he didn't come. What is – give me an example, because he said the policies of Yunkin are not Christian. What policy – what policy violates the biblical principle that Yunkin professes? Give me me that policy. Is it he doesn't want kids to be forced to wear a mask? That's – somehow a biblical doctoral Christian policy. I must have missed that somehow. I mean I don't I don't know how he's violating his Christian faith by that. Once again, what is what is a Christian bill? What's a Christian position that Yunkin should take that he's not? If the right wing of any party stood up and said the governor's not a Christian and his policies aren't could you imagine the outrage of that? 
Church and state, separation. I can't believe you would say something like that. This is this is unbelievable. What what is going on? So Yunkin's not a Christian. Yunkin's a racist. Yunkin, I mean, it's just amazing. And they call the Republicans divisive. That that's a, that's pretty big, man. That's that's an amazing statement. You get up there and trash the, the faith of our governor and say he's a praying man when it's obvious he's not a praying man. I mean, he doesn't want kids in masks. I mean, <laughs> this is ridiculous. This this person is a House of Delegates member, supposed to be, what, the brightest among us? Turns out he's might be the dullest knife in the drawer, and I don't want to be insulting because that would be non-Christian, as if he even knows what it is. But what, what else are they going to say? You know, they've got to make up something that uh, will touch their base. What else are they going to say about it? Youngkin is going to be a phenomenal governor. People of Virginia are going to see that the next four years, and these people are just bashing everyone in sight. And what? But they, they don't have any other way to do it. Think about it. They, they really don't have anywhere to go It's the same this. playbook. It's the same yeah, playbook. You're exactly. a racist. You're exactly. a racist. That's all you are is a racist. It's unbelievable. I have to drive home tonight knowing that I'm a racist. <laughs> That's right. that, that hurts me. All right, coming up, the Senate uh, committee killed uh, charter schools. Damn the kids. Who cares? Kids suck in a crappy school? We're not going to give you any options. That in 63 and a half seconds. LeeBrothers.com. LeeBrothers.com. The Radio Revolution. Mojo Five O. Do you want a unique experience? A unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 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 And tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. There should only be one government mandate. A weekly dose of the Lee Brothers on Mojo50.com. So you're stuck in a crappy school? Who cares? Politicians don't care. Oh, no, there's some that do. But there's some who love it. They love that you're stuck in a crappy school. Stay there. It's the public school system. You just like it. That's it. So the uh, state Senate committee here in Virginia killed a charter school option. Glenn Youngkin wanted to create an easier path to charter schools, so he opened up the uh, opportunities inside the state. 
In other words, what Glenn Youngkin is saying, you're stuck in the zip code that's arbitrary and forced on you by government. And yes, that means you're stuck in that crappy school. Now, you wouldn't put up with it if it was a crappy grocery store. You just go to a different one. But unfortunately, in our country, you've got to go to that school no matter what. It's just the way it is, you Lee brothers. Too bad if a kid's in a crappy zip code and his life sucks and his school sucks. That's just too bad. What do you want to give him an option? Uh, yeah, we kind of wanted to give him an option to get out of there. No, we're not going to do it. The bill, the Democrat-led Senate Education Panel rejected it 8-7 to seven along party lines, of course. The bill would have given the state more power to approve charter school applications and establish region, regional entities to allow kids to sco- choose different options. So if you're stuck in a really crappy school, you had, a, you had an option. The um, Dick Sasslaw and Luis Lucas, Richard, voted against it, of course. Of course. Of course. They have to. Listen to, listen to Donovan, State Senator Donovan. She's been on this show. This is what she said. There's an incredible unfairness in how our schools are now attributed, and that is by zip code. Gosh, is she dead on with this? Then she says, there are Virginians who can't choose where they live, and they end up going to the schools where they have least likelihood of helping them access the education they need. So, who cares? That let, them, let them die in the school system. That, that's not a choice, Senator. We're not giving these kids an option. Who cares they're stuck in that crappy zip code? Just throw more money at it. That'll make it better. These, these senators who voted against this ought to be fired. They ought to be ashamed of themselves. Here's what Luis Lucas said. She said, I found it really strange that instead of dedicating more funding toward reducing school sizes, the panel's weighing directing funding to a new system. <laughs> you find that strange? The current system's broke and sucks. You and can they, throw- all they do to try to fix it is throw money at it. Dumb. More and more and more. Is Luis Lucas 10? Is she like a kid? Dad, just give me more money. I'll fix this. Luis Lucas, these are some of your constituents stuck in these crappy schools, and you don't care. It's just wrong. I don't know what to do with these people who think this way. But they're politicians who get to decide how your kids learn. So, you know what? Some of you may be thinking, I don't care about this because I live in a great district. My school's awesome. I mean, I, I go, my kids love it. Well, yeah, good for you. Congratulations. You live in a wealthy neighborhood with a great school district. There are others who don't have those choices where you could send your kid to a private school because you have the money. These, these other kids don't. If you walked into these neighborhoods... And ask parents, if you had a choice to send your kid to another school, would you? And they say yes. Why would you deny them that? I guarantee they say yes. Almost everyone says yes. When they implemented this in Washington, D.C., nearly every parent had their hand up to go to a private school. Every one of them. In a matter of a few years, the school system in D.C. was far better than than it was prior. Because you had to compete. Because they had to compete. The teachers had to work. Some quit. New ones got hired. What happens if if you're in a hoity-toity school system and uh, they oh, wait, transfer? Wait, wait, what did you say? What kind of Hoity-toity. Is <laughs> <laughs> that a scientific term? Or yeah, it's a scientific term. But if they, <laughs> you live in this system and you're a hoity-toity yourself and, uh, they transfer a bunch of teachers into your area that, you know, basically suck. 
and your teacher, your students, your kids, they stop learning the way they once were. Is this going to bother you at all? Or is the school just a babysitter for you and your kids? No, that's kind of how it's come, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, kind of a babysitter, which is, which is wrong. I just find it appalling that those who say they care about kids, those who say they care about education, refuse to give parents the ability to make choices that are right for their kids, including the mask mandate. You can go down this whole path, too. It's just we'll talk about that at the top of the hour, but it's just it's disgusting how Youngkin's executive uh, signature is worthless when it comes to Northam's, who's completely noble in his. It's just it's unbelievable. But that's if you're a bureaucrat and educrat, you know better than parents. I mean, think about that mentality. They should go. Your kids should be here no matter what. You don't know better. Who are you? What, do you think you raised these kids? you think you gave birth to them? I don't think so. The government is here. You have no right to try to teach them anything. You should have to make a phone call to, the, <laughs> to a government officer to see if you have the right to teach them something. Anything. Well, listen, my, my experience since the COVID is 93 and a half of the teachers, 93% of the teachers in this county and in this state suck. And I I hate to say that, but I am telling you, I know for a fact, every teacher at my kid's school that she's in, I know where they think and what they do, and it's ridiculous. I don't know why the teacher association or the teacher job became a magnet for insane human beings. I don't know how that happened. It's an easy job. You get the summer off. (laughs) (laughs) There's some teachers I'm mad at us out there. And that's fine. I want to hear from you because we need good teachers. The problem is good teachers are leaving. Reagan had a great teacher who came to her at the end of school last year and said, I'm sorry, I just can't do this anymore. This is insane. I'm out. That's sad. That is so sad. That's exactly what has happened. Teaching is a calling. And if if it's not a calling to you and you're a teacher... You're going to suck at it. You should go home and get the... Uh, Where am I going to get another government job with a great pension and summer's off? And there's jobs everywhere. That, everywhere. Yeah, but not a government job with a you pension can, and summer's yeah, off. I mean, where can I get that's that? That's true. Ah. All right. Uh, more about this Chinese skier that was born in America. That in 60 seconds. LeeBrothers.com. Happily promoting the four F's. Freedom, faith, free markets, and fun. Mojo Five O. Hi there, I'm Richard Lee of the Lee Brothers, and I'm here to tell you about MyPillsToGo.com. I take over 30 pills a day, morning, lunch, dinner, and bedtime. Keeping my meds organized used to be difficult. That is until I found MyPillsToGo. That's MyPillsTheNumberTwoGo.com. Now it's so easy. With MyPillsToGo.com, my daughter takes three pills per day, and she uses it too. Check it out today at MyPillsToGo.com. That's MyPillsTheNumber2Go.com. MyPillsTheNumber2Go.com. A Dose Guardian company. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Just two brothers fighting for more freedom and less regulation. 
And that's just at home. The Lee Brothers on Mojo50.com. You know, it might be because we're so pro-America. The Lee Brothers, Patriots at theleebrothers.com, Patriots at theleebrothers.com, that when we see a story like this, it just gets under our skin. You know, it used to be, remember in the 80s, you know, we grew up, or I was much younger than you, watching the U.S. hockey team beat the crap out of Russia. Yeah, the 80s, that that was close to retirement. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I was um, enjoying the Olympics, you know. American flag draped over the... The goalkeeper, what was his name for? I forgot his name. Dang it. I was gonna, I had it right here a second ago. Anyway, the Olympics have always been a uh, uniting of the country. You know, you want to see more Americans on the gold playing the national anthem. You know, that kind of coolness that goes on and the kind of pride in the country. I thought everybody had that. You know, you and I grew up thinking everyone had that. That was natural, right? I mean, how could you live in America and not like the country? Uh, we would never think in a million years that there would be someone who grew up in our country who trained in our country among the best trainers, skied on our best mountains, and became an amazing world-class athlete to join the Olympics, only to leave and go <laughs> go for China? China. Are you serious? The one that just infected the world? Right. I mean, so Elaine... Uh, who does this? Elaine Gu is her name. She's a Chinese-American professional skier. Now, oh. she announced this in 2019, but this is just now hitting because this is what she's doing. She's on the Chinese national ski team. She's got a lot of criticism for this, obviously. Her teammate, Jen Huddock, who is a uh, former Winter X Games gold winner for the U.S. team, expressed her dissatisfaction, claiming that, that Gu, who would, uh, uh, was born in the United States, should not be able to achieve the same athletic level anywhere else. So she ought to be glad to be an American and be right here in this country and ski for the United States of America. Doesn't that make sense? I mean, who abandons the United States of America for this? By the way, she's got three incredible sponsors, Tiffany's, Cadillac, and Victoria's Secrets. I wonder if they're going to still sponsor her while she's skiing for China. I certainly won't shop at uh, Victoria's Secrets or Tiffany's anymore. <laughs> you stop doing that? You stop buying your underwear at that Victoria's Secrets? doesn't fit me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Not very well. No more Cadillacs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would. Uh, I was at risk of buying one myself. I have to go with Lincoln's. Yeah, right. Um, so it's just it's th- this is the kind of stuff that feels like a slap in the face of America. You know what I mean? And the sponsors are slapping America. They're not getting ready to advertise with us, are they? I mean, I, they're all <laughs> all of a sudden we're Victoria's Secrets fan, and our next yeah. sponsor is Victoria's Secrets this half hour. So no, coming up an ad from Tiffany. <laughs> so stay with us. <laughs> A U.S. born skier, born here, lives here her whole life, and it just goes. Apparently, she's given up her uh, passport, United States passport, and just going to embrace China. Now, her mother was a Chinese national, born in China. Her father was not. She was. She's a strictly American, born here, lived her her whole life. Her argument is: Look, I'm going to impact millions of people by doing this. You. You are no, impact or piss off, yeah. which is wait, the, wait. so I'd say you're going to piss off millions of Americans. You're not impacting anybody. This. There's no one no, in China. You're not going to come back here as a hero. Yeah. <laughs> no one in China is going, son of a gun. You know what? I did not realize that you could go, did come, 
grow up in America, and then trash your own country and come to China. That's pretty cool. No one's going to do that. There's not going to be a big crowd at the airport waiting for you. You know, I don't. I, obviously, obviously, she's a chi- she's a child. She's a kid, right? So kids make mistakes. This one seems kind of strange that you know a kid would. I think abandon she their should own just country. stay in China. What? What exactly? Just, just stay there. Stay there. Completely stay there. And and the thing is, what about her parents? I mean, her parents are like, oh, good for you. Goes around the neighborhood. I'm flying a Chinese flag now. Thanks for pulling for my daughter in the Olympics. The Chinese government is so supportive of little girls. All right, coming up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, right. Great point. Unbelievable. Exactly. All right, kids being bullied over masks in schools. And a Nebraska hopeful for governor may join us in the next hour. LeeBrothers.com. LeeBrothers.com. You have tuned in to the Lee Brothers radio program. Henry, Richard Henry Lee, and the Lee Brothers. Nebraska hopes for another Glenn Youngkin. We'll talk to that candidate this hour. Biden's gun comments are laughable, impressively, absolutely, demonstrably dumb. And kids are bullied at school by teachers for not wearing a mask. Preposterous. That is next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots, the only two-headed talk show. Outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee. Hi, I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us today. It's uh, going to be fun hour. Oh. oh. We're going to have a blast. Fun. So stay with no, us. You can't, some of these we. things you can't make up. Well, you, you know what? That's a great point. You can't make them up. And it's so frustrating when you deal with the insanity of what we consider the adults in the room. And I'm actually talking about school when there's adults in the room. The kids understand what is happening in school better than the adults. Hey, check us out at mojo50.com, mojo50.com. Click on shows, goes your right to the Lee Brothers, takes you to our page where you'll see the Black Caucus speech that we talked about last hour. Mind-blowingly good. You hear the whole thing. You'll hear the, or you'll see a video of the China Navy, which is depressing among so many levels. And then you'll see a list of um, of kids being hurt by COVID, COVID policies. Not COVID, the policies. You do realize right now that if you're in K through 12, that the flu is more dangerous than COVID for you. That's a fact. I hate that. I know that's not what you want to hear. Isn't it weird that we have a culture that doesn't want to hear that? Isn't it weird that we kind of live in a time where Teachers don't want to know the flu is more dangerous than COVID. Isn't that kind of weird how we've landed in this particular spot in our society where I feel like we're fighting people to get over this or just like they want to hang on to it like death. I've got to have COVID. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't fall into the liberal pukes game plan. <laughs> exactly. It, it, it doesn't. That's an incredibly good point. So the mask thing in Virginia, for those who don't know, our governor was elected on this idea to remove the mask mandate and, and, and free up COVID restrictions. That's how he was elected. 
I mean, you, you can't argue with, with that. He won. Now he's, he goes around and he says, hey, this mask mandate, this is interesting how the wording is. The mask mandate that Northam put in place that every kid must wear a mask, Northam is simply removing that. He's saying you don't have to force every kid into one. You can wear one, but you don't have to be forced into it. The left has turned it around and called that a mandate. They're now saying that Ralph, uh, that uh, Glenn Youngkin has this mass mandate that's divisive. What? How can that be a mandate? He's doing the opposite. So here's the result of this. It's pure insanity in the schools. The, um, for example, just in college, my, my son Austin is in college, and he's in a class. He's the only one in the class without a mask. And one of the kids in the middle of teaching, one of the kids gets up and walks up to my son Austin and says, do you have a mask? In the middle of the class, the professor stopped and looked, what's going on here? And Austin goes, no, I don't have a mask. And she goes, she, I'll go get you one. She leaves the room and comes back with three masks and put it on his desk. Here you go. And she goes back to sit down. This is true, true story. So he, he looks around the room and goes, is this really happening? What kind of freak show has this mask thing produced in our country? What, what rock was kicked over that every freak in America is now emboldened to confront the maskless, the great maskless, right? That could be fun. <laughs> Get a bunch of masks and go around the grocery store or something. My you daughter. Skip the eight foot tall man. Right. It's <laughs> hilarious. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Yeah, thank you. My uh, daughter goes to a high school, has 2,000 kids in it, all complained about the mask mandate, thought it was ridiculous. But as soon as it was removed, every kid is wearing a mask in the school because it's virtue signaling, with the exception of like 15, my daughter being one of them. So much so that a teacher would not step near her in the class and threw a paper at her desk. Gave every kid the paper, personally handed it to him, and when it got close to Reagan's desk, threw the paper at her. This is what is going on in the public That person education. should be fired. I don't care. That teacher should be fired. Here's a teacher from Deep Run High School, math teacher, Henrico Education Association representative. There you have it. It's all you need. The Henrico Education Association representative, Rachel Lawrence, I emailed her, asked her to join us. She did not. Said she's one of the teachers who received an email last Friday night letting her know there would be an unmasked student in her classroom next week. Oh, my. An email saying. all the parents know? Oh, did they let them know? I mean, an unmasked student in the classroom? The unmasked. So the, kids, the, the kids in the classroom can stay home. Right. That is asinine. That is ridiculous. The unmasked student that Lawrence received an email about was in class without a mask. And, oh, my. And Lawrence said, the teacher said, he also walked around the hallways without one. Lawrence said that she prepared, listen to this. This is a teacher in our public education system in Richmond. She has prepared for the unmasked student to be in class the best that she can. However, her lesson plans on Friday, including group activities, that the student will not be able to participate in unless the student puts on a mask. I would go absolutely crazy. This is what's happening in our school system. She went on to say, quote, I'm really concerned because there hasn't been a clarity as far as what changes are in the policy. Mm. Lawrence went on to say she's livid. That's an exact quote. That unmasked students are allowed to continue breaking rules and are in school. Breaking rules? What, did the unmasked students get to run down the halls? I mean, they get to break all the rules in the school? That's ridiculous. 
You know, there is no rule that says they have to wear a mask now. Are these teachers really scared of COVID? Or is there something else at work here? Are they really so scared of COVID that they don't leave their house or go near another person without a mask? I, mean, I want you to think about this. The teachers that don't can, cannot be around a kid with a mask, are they in Walmart where people aren't masked? Are they at restaurants where people aren't masked? Are they beside anyone that's unmasked? The answer is yes, but in school, they're radically opposed to it. What is happening? Is the teacher really fearful, or is there something else? There's something else. It's just a way to be able to complain about something. These people are very negative people, and they've got screws loose. What if, what if it is fear? Listen to Dennis Prager this week talking about fear, and tell me how this doesn't relate. We live in the age of fear. All of my life, I thought love and hate were the two most powerful emotions. But owing to recent events, I've changed my mind. I now understand that for most people, fear is the strongest emotion. In fact, I've come to realize that it is possible to get people to do anything if you instill enough fear okay. in them. Isn't that true? Specifically, irrational fear. Fear of COVID, for example, is rational. But media and governments induced irrational fears. That's why millions of healthy people stayed indoors for a year or more. Why a vast number of people have worn masks while walking or sitting alone outdoors. And why so many parents did not allow their young children to play with other children for a year or more, despite the fact that the COVID mortality rate among children is considerably less than the flu's mortality rate among children. All of this was caused by irrational fear. Turns out that fear is not only more powerful than love and hate, in most people it is more powerful than reason. Mm. And when it is, it is far more destructive to the individual and to society than rational fear. Wow. If that doesn't nail what every teacher is freaking out in schools, that's it. They're irrational. It's an irrational fear that's inconsistent with the way they live their life. Somehow the schools are disastrous. You can't be in there without a mask. But everywhere else in life, it's perfectly fine. It's crazy. See people driving down the street in their car by themselves wearing a mask. You we saw me? several of them coming over here. Listen to what the Washington Post said. The Washington Post says in Virginia Beach, a mother sending frantic emails to her school board begging them to reverse the mask optional policy to protect the life of her 14-year-old daughter who has a heart condition. Her life? Her life? She shouldn't leave the house, let alone go to school. That is insane. This is an irrational feel. In Arlington, a teenage girl broke down sobbing this week. A teenage girl breaks down sobbing this week as she asked her parents to help navigate the suddenly thorny social dynamics between masked and unmasked friends, leaving her mother to pull her out of school for mental health. This is Yunkin's fault, by the way, just to let you know. In well, Chesapeake, I had already figured that out. In Chesapeake, Virginia, on Tuesday, the first day her school district stopped requiring masks in accordance with Glenn Yunkin's optional executive order. English teacher Amanda Lambert awoke unsure if she should go to work. <laughs> this is irrational craziness. This, like I said, Richard, is it either is it really a fear 
And if it is, it is the most powerful, as Dennis Prager said, emotion of all time. The consequences of this, the logical consequences of this is what happened in Loudoun County this week when the principal, assistant principal, called parents and said, your kid is trespassing without a mask. That clip will play for you in about 68 seconds. TheLeeBrothers.com, TheLeeBrothers.com. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me mojo or give me death. Mojo 5 Do you want a unique experience? A unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 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 And tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Need a vaccine passport? We got your passport right here. The Lee Brothers on Mojo50.com. Got your passport. It's, it's sickening because the kids know. The kids know better than the adults. The teachers, the great unwashed, pure teachers who are there for your children. No, they're there for themselves. That's what it's all about. By the way, they'd be perfectly fine if the school shut down. They'd go back home and get paid for it. In fact, Reagan told me, two teachers told her that. Sure, I, I'm glad a school's shut down. That way I can just go home and still get paid. That's what they told Reagan. That's unbelievable. That's what's going on in our public education system. And you think this is rational? It's massively irrational. Loudoun County is the top of irrational stupidness. They, they are threatening to suspend students if they're unmasked. An assistant principal says maskless students will be charged with trespassing. If you showed up in this school, you were put in a private room. Your parents were called. This, can they deny education like this? Jason Miera is our attorney general is getting involved and saying, I'm sorry, this kid's coming to school. Stick it up your, you know what I mean? It's just unbelievable. Here, here is the assistant principal talking to parents. Listen to this. Um, until you arrive, your children will be held in an in-school restriction. Okay, stop right there. Well, this is the United States of America. Principal wear a mask, and she's protected. Oh no, no! Why is she worried about uh, the student? What a great point. You think that they're comfortable under their mask? They can wear, actually wear two masks if they're worried about someone else not wearing a mask. But no, no, no. The, listen to the very beginning of this, Richard. This is what's amazing to me. Does this sound like the United States of America? Listen to the first half of this. Um, until you arrive, your children will be held in an in-school restriction. I don't care what's after that. Can you believe that statement is made by any principal in our Amer- United States of America? When your kids show up, they'll be held in a restricted... What? Excuse me? 
She continues. Situation here at school. Um, it is important that I point out to you, it's stated in the letter that she'll receive, but it's important that I point out to you that they are not allowed on campus or on Loudoun County public school property. Wow. There's more, but we had to stop Unbelievable. it Unbelievable. Not allowed on school property. Sorry, you're, you're without a mask. Now, this is irrational on every single level. You, you, you cannot make the argument... That, by the way, there's no mask anywhere else. There's no other mask mandate. It's just in the public schools. So these people are living their lives every day, and then they come to school. I can't be where all unmasked people. This I, one thing that's amazed to me about this is this woman. How does she do this? How does she sleep at night? How did I've always wondered how despots and tyrants convinced people to enforce insane policies. I always wondered that, but now I'm beginning to see it. There, there really are people who will enforce despotism and pain on their fellow people and take joy in it. How can this assistant principal really think she's upholding some holy standard? She is as evil as the policy. How does she sleep at night? Here, she continues. You know, the thing is, probably pretty good. <laughs> She's, She's got a pension. Good at night. She's got she a probably pension. Probably sleeps with a mask on. <laughs> That's incredibly good. Incredibly good point. She's got. She's got a pension going on. I mean, she sleeps well. Yeah. Don't. Don't. Don't try to put some sort of. Uh, some sort of um, conscience in this woman. Here she is. On Loudoun County public school property. Property. And starting tomorrow, it will be considered trespassing. So it's important that I make that statement to you. Uh, but we'll look forward to hearing from you uh, via phone so you can let us. I love how they say it all kind. We look forward to hearing from you. I just want to make that statement. We look forward to hearing from yeah, you. It's really not make that, statement. It's really not that big a deal. But if your kid shows up here, we'll arrest them. I just want to make that statement so you know. Um, I, I know it sounds like I'm talking through my nose, but it's because <laughs> I have a mask on. Okay, so I just want you to know okay, that I okay, care greatly. I care okay. a lot. I'm assistant principal. I care a lot. Do you believe me? Do you believe okay. I care? Can't you tell I care? Okay. Uh, but we'll look forward to hearing from look you uh, via phone so you can let us know when so you'll how, be able how to long can up. How long can they be suspended for? guidelines that we're receiving from the county is student suspensions will end as soon as they are fully following mitigation policies. Mm. So 20 they, years. So if they told you if the county said shoot every third kid in his head, would you just say this is the policy and your son's the number three? <laughs> We've got to shoot him in the head. Is there any policy, ma'am, that you find repugnant that in your own conscience you couldn't enforce? They, they, let me tell you something. The county couldn't make me make this phone call. I would never do this. I'd say, you know what? Forget it. Find someone else to enforce your Gestapo, tyrannical, hurting kids policy. Really? I'm not going to do it. It's, it, it. This is so unbelievable that this is happening in America, in Loudoun County. And by the way, this all comes from Yunkin simply removing a mandate that says kids have to go to school in masks. There's not a mandate that you have to wear when you walk into a restaurant. There's not a mandate when you have to go anywhere else in Virginia. There's a mandate for schools. I guess schools are the worst. When we found out they're the least, that if you're 29 and younger, the chances of you dying from COVID are, as, well, as much as the flu or getting hit in a car, or getting a car accident or drowning in a swimming pool. And you the, would think these teachers and these uh, administrators would have been very 
Very happy, very excited. To get rid of the mask. Exactly. Yeah. I could see my face. I Take get the, the mask off and let's see what happens. Well, we know what happens. Nothing. Nothing at all. It's, it's, I, I think uh, it was mentioned earlier by Mark that this is a power grab, man. They love this. They yeah. love the idea that we can tell you what to do. That's love all it. it is. That's all it is. You will wear a mask, and I will tell you to wear a mask. And if you don't, not only will I kick you off this airplane, I will arrest you when your 12-year-old walks into an elementary school. By the way, this is an elementary school she's talking about. An elementary school. We'll expel him for 20 years. What do you do with this stuff? I mean, what is a parent to do? I mean, they're sending students to auditoriums, libraries, offices, and gyms for not masking in Loudoun County. And principals are happy with this. I they love we, to track down the student and go, you're going to the gym where we can lock you up in a dungeon. You want to fix this, you know, map out Loudoun County and give it to D.C. Bye-bye. It's something's got to, You'd think that the pitchforks and torches of the peasants would show up here and go, I'm, I'm putting my kid in school. I mean, I don't know what I would do. Why aren't there more people who are saying, you, you have an obligation to take my, my kid and teach him in school, whether they're masked or not. The governor says you don't have to have a mask. Well, who are you to say otherwise? You liked Northam's mandate. You don't like Yunkin's. But here's the entire point of all this, and this is what probably makes me the most upset. Nobody is saying you can't wear a mask. Why are you not safe, Mr. Teacher? Why are you not safe, Mr. Principal? Why are your kids who are fearful not safe if they have a mask on? I just don't understand. You can wear two masks. Put a bubble around your head. Why isn't that okay? Why do you want to force that on someone else? I do not understand that unless there is a power behind it that dictate they love. Tyrants love it. This is COVID has brought out the most evil of someone's heart that this principle doesn't even see it. And she's part of it. Who enforces these things is just as bad as the law or the mandate. LeeBrothers.com or LeeBrothers.com. Mojo Five O, Live free. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Do you want a unique experience, a unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com, 420 bourbonbowl.com 420bourbonbowl.com and tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Go ahead. Try to cancel them with your woke culture. The Lee Brothers on mojo50.com You know what's sad about this? What's sad about it is we know adults can cope with a pandemic. They're grown-ups. We can handle it. 
The COVID-19 pandemic to the eyes of a child, however, looked radically different. And here's the thing. It's over. Exactly. It's over. There is no pandemic now. You know, the flu is around. And the flu is uh, making some people very, very sick. But there is no pandemic anymore. We have hurt kids. No school, no recess, no friends, remote learning, math on an app, English on a computer, sometimes without an adult nearby. In days I sit there and I hear about all this stuff and I think, why in the world couldn't this happen when I was in school? <laughs> you know, cause, I mean, but, think, uh, but this is dangerous for them. I mean, it really is. Desks six feet apart, you got masks, no uncovered faces. That's ridiculous. No expressions, no physical cues to communicate, increased anxiety, told them you're going to die, washing hands, wiping down desks substitute teachers, worried parents, missed assignments, endless quarantines. It's just unbelievable. The policies of COVID have destroyed our children. The left enjoys it. It's unbelievable. The left has pushed it and wanted it and more and more of it. It's really too bad. But you know what? There is a certain group. I mean, we've talked about it. They, they love the power of it. Absolutely love the power of it. You know, when we when I was in elementary school, first grade, second grade, third grade, they had uh, tests, drill tests, like a, not like a fire alarm. It was like an atomic bomb. Yeah, right. Alarm. I remember that. Sure. Run over, get against the, the wall. Like, that's going to protect you. <laughs> and we're little kids going, wow, we're going to be protected by this wall if this bomb hits. And that's not, that building would have been flattened. But, you know, that did scar some kids to think that they could die in a nuclear weapon. Now now we're scarring kids by saying this cold that you have really no risk of dying from could kill you. And, by the way, your friend who doesn't have a mask on could kill you. How bad is that? As adults now, we know that uh, the bomb hits, we're all dead. (laughs) Yeah, but we're adults. Imagine We're adults. Me, what we if can you woke, handle it. What if you woke your kid up every morning and go, you could die today? That's what the left has done to their kids. That's why they're freaking out and crying and upset about no masks. Insane. All right, coming up, Nebraska hopes for another Glenn Youngkin. We have that candidate next. TheLeeBrothers.com. To dungeons deep and caverns. We built this city. Thought yes, we, we did. We built this city on rock and roll. Built this city. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We built this city on rock and roll. Just after the bottom of the hour, outside the Capitol, the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Lee Brothers. My name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend and my brother. Sitting to his left, sometimes his far left. Uh, not so much anymore. It's Richard Lee, the Lee Hi. Brothers. Hi, I'm Richard Lee. <laughs> All right, check us out at theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. There's some great videos there. One is the threat that China is, an incredible Navy one, Navy video there that'll make you puke if you have to do it. And then um, this uh, Congressional Black Caucus, or the Legislative Black Caucus here in Virginia, rejects a Republican who happens to be black. That entire speech is at the LeeBrothers.com, also Mojo50.com. Click on the Lee Brothers, takes you directly there.
there. We have uh, been celebrating for the last couple of weeks the election of Glenn Youngkin here in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Amen. Virginia has typically been blue, in some places extremely dark blue, and uh, we had little hope that it would ever turn the corner. Glenn Youngkin did that. I knew it was going to turn red one day. I knew it. <laughs> you just wanted to be alive for I it. I told you. <laughs> That's right. You wouldn't listen to me, but well, I told you. It was definitely red in the founding, you know, when we had Jefferson, Madison, well, George Washington. We used to be red. Yeah, of course we did. Of course we did. Nothing trends towards liberty, Richard. It doesn't trend towards liberty. It trends towards tyranny and despotism and... Legal puteness. Exactly. So when we uh, caught wind of other governor races, we thought, wait a second. There's other Yunkin races? What the heck's going on here? That's pretty cool. We found one in Nebraska, and we're actually impressed that this person uh, has some of the same ideas of Yunkin, and uh, she is very kind to join the Lee brothers here. Teresa Thebado is on the phone, I believe. Teresa? Yes, hello. How are you today? Hi, how are you? Thanks for joining us. Did we pronounce your name right? You did, and it's a hard one to pronounce, and you got it on first try. That's we're, awesome. We're just that good. I mean, I, w- I tried to tell him that's how you pronounce <laughs> it, but he wouldn't listen to me. Thabado, that's great. But but hey, I'm just going to call I've you I've been listening to your show, and uh, you are that good. So, mm. And Teresa oh. is just fine. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's how you get a good – that's how you start the show off, compliment from someone running for governor in Nebraska. So, Teresa, we're excited about your uh, your candidacy. You do have a Republican primary coming up, so you're a candidate among other Republicans. Uh, Nebraska is pretty red, so uh, this this is the fight inside the primary. What's it look like right now for you? It is. It is a very stacked primary among the Republicans. And Nebraska is historically a red state. We've been a red state for as long as I can remember. But what we are seeing now is that we have not focused on a lot of the other races. And our state is turning purple. And that scares me. And in a, yes. And I saw it happen with the the county that I live in. So I took over that county party and turned it from, from blue. It's now purple. It's got a little ways to go, but, but we are getting there. Awesome. And as I saw this happening across our state, and then I thought like, Nebraska is just, it's such a wonderful place. Our people are so kind. We, we jump to help each other out and our core values are being attacked at every level. We have the same stuff coming into our schools that you have seen in Virginia, Mm. brought in by our own state board of education, and it infuriates me. And those values are under attack every day, and I'm fearful that if if we don't have somebody that stands up strong right now, we might not have another chance in this state. Yeah. And when I... Go ahead. ahead. Sorry. I just wanted to say when when I saw this happening, I jumped in to be governor because I don't want to lose our great state. And I thought, how could I not stand up? Yeah. And that's, that's exactly what happened here in Virginia. I mean, Glenn Youngkin said, look, there's two major things going on here. One is parents aren't being listened to the school system's out of control. We need to get our parents listening again. The other thing was quite frankly, COVID and it's uh, attacks on Liberty. I think Youngkin ran on both those. Is it safe to say you kind of feel the same way with those two policies, those two issues? Absolutely. It's not only the divisive education, it's the sex standards. 
and that people are more interested in indoctrinating our children rather than educating them. And our children are behind. And I am an educator. And so that makes me angry. And it is. It's these COVID mandates. I heard you guys talking earlier. The irrational fear that they have put into people. We have unelected, unaccountable bureaucrats making, trying to make laws right now. And that's unacceptable. Well, you're exactly right. I'm glad to hear you say that. And has someone running in Nebraska that has those principles, we need that across the country. I mean, I wish every state would wake up and say, you know, we need a governor that is on the side of the people instead of the side of the government. It's easy to be on the side of government. I mean, government is this this massive, powerful thing. And, you know, you could sit on a throne and look down on the serfs and peasants, or you can be uh, someone who, who, who dispenses this back to the people. We have this guy called Thomas Jefferson, who's from Virginia, and his idea was his idea was. I think simple. I kind of know about him. <laughs> have you heard yeah. About him? yeah, it's kind of a big deal. Uh, he said um, yeah. the best government is the one that's closest to you, and uh, we're, we're advocates of that here in Virginia. So it's good to hear you, Teresa, kind of expose or, or expound those kind of same principles. And we're seeing, we are seeing it all over the country. And somehow we've gotten away from, you know, in our state capital, it's inscribed over one of the doors that the government works under the watchful eye of the citizen. And somehow we've gotten away from that. And our government officials think that they need to tell us what to do. Heck, though, we elect them so that they hear our voices and we tell them what to do. And we've totally gotten away from that. And we have to take that back. Amen. So what is the, what, what how, if you had to describe your philosophy, uh, the way you think about government or about policy, what would that be? If I can put you on the spot with that question, it's probably not a, a government just needs to get out of the way. We need to cut the red tape. We need to cut the overregulation. And as a governor, you govern, you don't rule, but you stick up for the people you represent. So as governor, if people wanted to come in and indoctrinate our children, I will stand in their way. If they want to get soft on crime like we've seen everywhere else, I'm not going to let that happen. I'll stand in their way. And if anybody ever wants to shutter our businesses or our churches, talk about freedom of religion, or implement these illegal mandates, I'm going to stand in their way. And that's what government needs to do. The governor should protect the people that they serve. So I think, Richard, she's an honorary Lee brother. Hey, Amen. I mean, we got a great we, – we need to just get you a bumper sticker. I mean, Absolutely. On the back of the governor uh, truck there or the car. I don't know what you guys drive in Nebraska. I guess you drive a governor – governor has a truck, right? I mean, that would be the right thing to have. If I, or a limo. Well, I, I, I have a blazer because I'm a mom. Good for you. <laughs> so mine's more of a, a Chevy blazer to cart the children around, but – so, Teresa Thebado, how do people help you? What, what's the best way to, to find you and then help? They can go to my website at TeresaForGovernor.com. Teresa is spelled T-H-E-R-E-S-A. From there, they can reach out to me through email. They can donate. Obviously, governor's races cost a lot of money, and we are up against a, a couple of of multimillionaires and we need to raise some money to, to combat, you know, those that are, are sinking a lot of money in, but may not be the best for our state. Well, we wish you the best. You got our support, whatever that means to you. <laughs> anything we can do. Anything that we can means do going a lot. forward. That's great. 
We'd be glad. To I do. appreciate that. Well, you you are more than welcome, Teresa. Uh, Godspeed in this race, and and uh, we really are pulling for you. And and uh, you know when we see that that people like Yunkin can win based on really true liberty principles and parents, uh, I have no doubt that you'll perform well. So thanks for joining us. I'm pretty sure you're going to be you. the governor of Nebraska. So we'd love to have you back once all the election's over. Yeah, that'd be great. Hey, I would love to come back. I will come on your show anytime, especially with fellow freedom-loving uh, patriots. We have to Out- stick together. Outstanding. Well, from Virginia, good luck, Teresa. Thanks for your time. Appreciate you. That is Teresa Thebedo. She is a uh, candidate for governor in Nebraska and a truly great American. All right. Good luck, Teresa. Hope you do well. We'll be watching from the Commonwealth of Virginia. All right, coming up, we'll talk about Joe Biden's attack on guns. That in 63 and a half seconds. The LeeBrothers.com, the LeeBrothers.com. The Radio Revolution. Mojo 5 Do you want a unique experience? A unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 420bourbonbowl.com. 420bourbonbowl, B-O-W-L.com. And tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. There should only be one government mandate. A weekly dose of the Lee Brothers on Mojo50.com. It's a great tune right here. So I could crank it up a little bit. You know, there is some confidence that you have once you hear someone like that. You know, you start to feel better about politics. And I hate politics with a passion. Start to feel better about America. <laughs> Actually, I hate politicians, and it turns out that Teresa Thebedo is uh, that's a breath of fresh air. You know, Yunkin shows up on the scene, never been elected to anything. Trump shows up on the same thing, never been elected to anything. Point. That's a good point. And now I uh, hope Teresa does, uh, does great in uh, Nebraska. I'm sure she will. Seems like a, a very confident and competent uh, candidate. And, and by the way, don't you want a mom driving a Bronco to run the state? I mean, a what? A blazer, nonetheless. I, I didn't say Bronco. I screwed that up. A See, suburban. that's why we have people in the studio listening. <laughs> a suburban. That's not what she's driving. That's it a, is. It, she said suburban. She said blazer. She said suburban. <laughs> okay. All right, so I see what you're saying. There. You are being selfish. Yeah, see, Richard, you're being selfish. It's, it could have been something else. <laughs> there is a massive, and this is why I'm glad to see governors like Teresa and Glenn Youngkin, because the federal government is out of control. It is now demanding an attack on, on liberty. With, with Think about the First Amendment. 
Never before have we had attack on freedom of speech. Joe Rogan this week, Joe Rogan is one of the best podcasters ever. He's got like 11 million people. He's like a huge, he is asked to be silenced by the federal, the federal government is saying to silence him. The federal government is asking corporations to silence Joe Rogan. Could you imagine that? Here's, here is, uh, what's her name? Uh, Jen Psaki saying that exact thing. Disclaimer, it's a positive step, but we want every platform to continue doing more to call out mis- and disinformation while also uplifting accurate information. Our hope is that all major tech platforms and all major news sources, for that matter, be responsible and be vigilant to ensure the American people have access to accurate information on something as significant as COVID-19. That certainly includes Spotify. Well, we haven't gotten accurate information so far. From them. I mean, so why do you think now that we should have this? Um, uh, Who are, why are they the arbiters of what should be said? How scary is that? In fact, the First Amendment was directly written for this very thing, that the government can't silence something they don't like. Jen Psaki and Biden don't like Joe Rogan. You know Why? Because he took ivermectin. They don't like it. It worked for Joe. He's, he was, he was, uh, it was something that worked for him. Why don't they want something to work? Who is the federal government to say to Spotify, we want you to do more? Why are we as a country missing that? How can we not see the threat to liberty that the press secretary for the president of the United States can say to a corporation, do more, punish more, based upon what we think is misinformation, because we're the all-knowing, all-powerful. You 300 million serfs and peasants don't know jack squat. I think the people, I think the citizens of America are fed up with all of this BS. They're tired of it. Uh, This lady's running for governor. I pray she wins. Youngkin here in Virginia. Turn the state red. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Trump won. Yeah, he lost the second time around because of bogus. Be careful. Crap. But, <laughs> misinformation. But you think about misinformation. Yeah, well, I'm going to say misinformation. They dumped misinformation on him. But, it, I mean, can you? the people of America are tired of this. I hope you're right, BS. but I'm not sure. And they're going to start voting these people out of office. That's my prediction. There is a group of people who applaud the government dictating what Spotify can do. There is a group of people who are in favor of this. Now, I don't care if it's 5%, 10%. I get the sense it's more than that. I get the sense that at least 30% of Americans like the idea that government determines what good information is and therefore forces Spotify to do it. I mean, where's the outrage of this? What does that say about the the intelligence level of... Some people in America, thirty well, percent we of Americans are whacked. Thirty percent of Americans don't know their butt from a hole in the ground. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Be careful with that one. It's not. It's visual is not very good on that. So, Whoopi Goldberg got caught up in her own little leftist trap. The leftist cultural woke culture that she embraces and likes gets caught up in her own little thing by by saying something stupid. I don't think she's an anti-sentiment. I don't think she hates Jews. I don't think any of that stuff. I think she's dumb. I think she doesn't understand history. And you, by the way, in this country, you can be dumb, and you shouldn't be fired for being dumb. Can you it's say certainly fence by the post? Culture. Can you say fence post? I can say fence post. You think? That was pretty stupid on her part. But she's got AOT. 
I mean, AOC. Uh, and AOT, whoever that is. And AOT, too. <laughs> People don't know AOT yet. But, but you're going to. You're going to. So, hang on a second. And hang they're on. a puke. So, think about this. You got Joe Rogan, who uh, is on the wrong side of the political spectrum. He's not, by the way. I don't even think he's a conservative. He just happened to be on the side of, of, of he's got great interviews. But he, he's on the wrong side of government with those. And then uh, Whit, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, who's on the left side, both are silenced by the woke culture, except Whoopi Goldberg's the one who likes the woke culture and pushes it all the time and thinks it's great, and she got caught up in it. And now she's livid. She might just quit. Why didn't she join us? Join us, Whoopi. I don't think you should be fired and quit. You're on a most worthless show on the planet Earth. The view is not about smartness. It's about being dumb. So you ought to fit right in there. You certainly shouldn't be fired from it. No, if you, if you eat something that's just messing with your system really bad, watch the view and get your puke bucket over beside you. Because whatever's in your system's coming up. That is the dumbest show I've ever seen. Well, here's the thing. It all leads back to one simple principle, is that somehow we accept the fact that government should be dictating truth. And that the government is forcing this stuff. They're forcing the that the Joe Rogan gets silenced on Spotify. They're the ones who are responsible for also this cancel culture that impacted Whoopi Goldberg. It's all coming from the top. And we have a despot, tyrannical government that has accepted the role, which isn't the role, it's actually anti-constitutional, to judge speech and therefore put pressure on private companies to fire people they don't like. That is... That is exactly fascism Nazi stuff. Exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is. And somebody is embracing it. If that were happening in Russia, it would just be same old, same old. Right. Right. No one ever to look at it. Nobody even look at it or say a word. What happens in China right now? And they're at the Olympics. China. Joe Biden came out on Thursday. He was speaking at the uh, New York City talking about gun violence. Said just about everything possibly could go wrong with guns. I, I got everything wrong. His lies, his everything, every comment he made was dead wrong. Actually, before we get there, you ought to hear our gun buyback program. This is the Lee Brothers PSA, and it's real. Ever heard this sound bite? Guns don't kill people. People kill people. Hi, this is Richard Lee of the Lee Brothers. Why let someone pry your gun from your cold, dead fingers? The Lee Brothers don't want this to happen to you. We want your gun. Help the Lee Brothers get guns off the streets. Introducing our new free gun collection program. Simply send us an email and we will come pick up the guns or the unwanted guns absolutely free. We are making every effort to make our community safer from unwanted weapons. Patriots at theleebrothers.com. Because we care. Email us today. <laughs> exactly. Email us today. All right, so um, that PSA is real. It's alive and true, and you can obviously uh, participate in that by simply sending us an email. You don't and we'll come, we'll come get them. We're not we, kidding. We got pickups. We got the next trucks. one we pick up's mine. Remember, That's you got true. the last one. I got the last one. It worked yeah. out well. Here's Joe Biden saying stupid stuff. This yeah, week. I couldn't believe you got that. It was great, wasn't it? I mean, if you don't want your weapon, we'll take it. Gladly. Here's Joe Biden. Making sure that people who are not allowed to have a gun don't get the gun in the first place. All right, so how does that happen? How does the President of the United States implement a law that says people who are not supposed to get guns won't get them? We already have background checks. What is he talking about? Every single gun law that is implemented does one thing. It keeps the law-abiding from getting the gun. Not the bad guy. Joe, I hate to tell you this. Nothing you implement 
will stop the bad guys from getting guns. The only thing you're going to do is stop the good guys from getting guns. That's it. So you can bra- you can go on and on all you want about magazine levels and all this other stuff. It doesn't do one thing but stop the law abiding. So right out of the right out of the gate here, he's wrong. He's dead wrong. Nothing you can do to stop the bad guys from getting guns. Only the good guys. What you ought not do is keep the good guys from getting guns because they're the ones who are going to stop the bad guy with the gun. Gun, don't get the gun in the first place. And again, for any of the press, any of the press listening, this doesn't violate anybody's Second Amendment right. There's no violation of the Second Amendment right. We talk like there's no amendment that's absolute. When the amendment was passed, it didn't say anybody can own a gun and any kind of gun and any kind of weapon. You couldn't buy a cannon and when the, this, this uh, amendment was passed. Yes, you could. I wish I had known that before I put the cannon in the front yard. Actually, there was, you could buy a cannon, and you can still buy a cannon today. And when the Second Amendment was penned and inked and ratified, there was no limit. Joe you Biden been is in, completely, he's completely dead wrong on this. Have you ever been in a gun store? Two guys yes. walk in, they're oh. wearing these long these suits that are the same color not business suits they're i call them gangster suits but anyway their pants are too long and they're bunched up of course i got them hanging down with their buttocks hanging out and they want to try out some handguns so they pick them up and they cock them sideways you've seen this yes it's ridiculous and they sold them the gun i mean these guys are gangsters or wannabe gangsters, wannabe gangsters. They weren't gangsters. They were punks. But they're standing there with the gun cocked sideways, looking down the barrel like they're aiming <laughs> it, like in a TV show. Right. Well, they're watching TV. And that's considered a good guy. It is? It's a wannabe bad guy. Well, fast the bad But you could there. tell these were boys that were just just old enough to buy a gun. But somebody should have no, said. No, I've never seen that. I've never seen that. I should have said, you. you know, I need to know why you want this. That should be a question they ask. You think? Yeah. Wrap it up. 60 seconds. LeeBrothers.com. Happily promoting the four Fs. Freedom, faith, free markets, and fun. Mojo Five O. Hi there. I'm Richard Lee of the Lee Brothers, and I'm here to tell you about MyPillsToGo.com. I take over 30 pills a day, morning, lunch, dinner, and bedtime. Keeping my meds organized used to be difficult. That is until I found my pills to go. That's mypills2go.com. Now it's so easy with mypills2go.com. My daughter takes three pills per day, and she uses it too. Check it out today at mypills2go.com. That's mypills, the number two, go. Dot com my pills the number two go.com a dose guardian company your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal yet there are those who want to take that away from you all the while defunding the police the roots of gun control in america were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless gun control is still about controlling people Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Just two brothers fighting for more freedom and less regulation. And that's just at home. The Lee Brothers, 
on Mojo50.com. And that is a wrap of the radio program. Labor law. A woman truck driver sues Walmart for discrimination over uniform pants, <laughs> claiming they're uncomfortable. Oh, my gosh. And poorly fitting for females. See, Walmart issues men's pants for uh, and she's a women truck driver. So she's suing because she has to buy her own pants to be comfortable. You know, if you think wearing a man's pants is uncomfortable, let a man wear your pants. You want to find something uncomfortable. <laughs> wow. But anyway, this is a real lawsuit. Why do people it's do It's discrimination. That? Sure it is. Sex discrimination at that. And someone should pay. And someone should God pay. she's suing Walmart. And it should be Walmart. How, da- how bad are they? The Ch- greeters. Changing the hearts and minds for the cause of freedom and liberty here every single week. The LeeBrothers.com, the LeeBrothers.com. My friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, bye. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America. Hate, 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 hate. Double hate. Loathe and t-